How are we doing today? Are we happy to be here? Yes? Some of our guests came in late and did not get introduced. I want to welcome you if you were not introduced. Sister Sally, I see your brother. Is that your brother? Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. And your sister-in-law? Welcome, welcome. And just want to welcome all of you this morning. I have a message that I hope you can receive. I hope I can deliver it. Have you been praying? Thank you. (laughs) I need the prayers. (laughs) I need the prayers this morning. As you can see, the the title of the sermon is The Divine Engineer. The Divine Engineer. And uh, before we go any further, let me, let, let's just pray before we go any further. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace, your mercies, your love. Thank you for being the God who you are, loving us so much. Lord, you know I am not even worthy to stand here in front of your people. So we pray, Lord, I pray that you will hide me behind the cross of Jesus Christ so that the words that proceeds from my lip will be not my words, but your words. In Jesus' name, amen. The divine engineer is referenced to God. Just in case you don't know, I'm just going to make it clear. It's referring to God. And some of you might be wondering, what's the definition of engineer? Before I give you the definition, by the way, let me just give you a little bit about myself. When I was in elementary school, I thought I was going to be an engineer. I thought I was going to be a mechanical engineer. But that time, I had no idea what a mechanical engineer is supposed to do. I thought a mechanical engineer is a mechanic that works on cars. I thought that was the extent of being a mechanical engineer until I found out that that's just an auto mechanic. That's not mechanical engineering. Nineteen ninety three I came to this country and if you had told me that I would be working in software engineering, I would tell you you are crazy. But God has seen fit to direct, it, direct me in that direction, and that's where I'm at today, software engineering. So engineering covers a broad spectrum of disciplines. And you have some, some more narrow definition of what engineering is. But if we go to the actual definition, and, and I picked the, the simplest one that I could find, there are several in the dictionary and Wikipedia and other places. But in simplest sense of the word, an engineer, a person who specializes in a branch of engineering. Is that simple enough? That is simple enough. And then we can, we can broaden it just a little bit. Engineering is generally considered to consist of the major primary branches of chemical engineering, Civil engineering, electrical engineering, and mechanical engineering. 
For those who are thinking about becoming a mechanical engineer, talk to me if you don't know. I can tell you. <laughs> However, there are numerous other engineering subdisciplines, and I will not get into that. The title of the sermon is what? Divine Engineer. Who is the divine engineer? Who created chemicals? Uh, uh, <laughs> that's a trick question. Who created chemical? God created chemical. Who created? Who created electrical? Electrical. When you see the lightning flash, what's that? That's electric. And if you stand in the way, guess what? <laughs> you get you get burned up. It's it's electric. And we have civil engineering. Is God a civil engineer? God is a civil engineer. Tell me, tell me, is God a civil engineer? He laid out this herd so perfectly. Everything is designed perfectly. The sun, if it does not shine, we can't live. We can't live. If the rain does not fall, we can't live. And if, if, you're, if you're in science, you'll know that the cycle of, of, of water, it comes, it evaporates, it goes up, it comes down. It, it's a cycle. Is that a design? Is there an engineer behind it? Who is it? God is the engineer behind that. So God knows everything. Is he a mechanical engineer? Yes, he is. So we're going to look uh, real briefly at the, the scripture that is given here this morning. And you heard it earlier, well read by our young preacher, Hayden. Thank you so much. John, let's turn to John chapter 1. We're going to read the three verses there real quickly. And then I'll, I'll dive into some more things as we go into John chapter 1, verses 1 two, and three. Do you have your Bible? Bibles. And today we can't say, I hear the Bible pages turning because some of you are using your smartphone or your tablet and there is no turning, no sound of turning pages there. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. Who is the Word? Who is the Word? Who specifically is the Word? Okay, you guys are technical. You gotta. All he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. So even though we 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 may not, I'm not big and chemical in my food, in my whatever, in my lawn, whatever. But chemical is a result of. Something coming together and mixing and becomes chemical. But God created the substances that this chemical is made of. So he's the, he's the engineer behind it. I want us to just look at real quickly the, the word all things. How much? All things were made by, by him. And without him, was not anything made that was made. All things was made by him. Everything that we see was made by him. I'm going somewhere with this. 
I'm going somewhere with this. Look, look, look at the, look at the beauty of God's creation just quickly. And, and this is just, a, just a small glimpse of the beauty of God's creation. The design of the eagle. The wingspan of a mature eagle can expand all the way to past seven feet. And I found out that the, the bald eagle, which is this one right here, has a yellow beak and yellow feet. I did not know until I was researching. <laughs> yellow beak, yellow feet. So if you see any other eagle with not a yellow feet and beak, it's not a bald eagle. The bald eagle represents which country? The United States of America. And from those who are from the little island called Jamaica. You see the Dr. Bird? <laughs> you know, Jamaican will understand that. Dr. Bird is the hummingbird, but this is not just a regular hummingbird. This hummingbird is only found in Jamaica. It has a swallowtail. You see the... That's the only hummingbird with the swallowtail. Found only in a little island called Jamaica. And then if you look at the, 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 the monarch butterfly, that butterfly will travel thousands of miles when it's winter time to go to warm climate and they will come right back when it's warming up. Amazing design. Would you say? Amazing design. That's the God we serve. And I, I like to talk about the brain. Elder, El, Elder Jakuna, one day you need to give us a sermon on the brain, please. I'm dying to hear it. The brain, the brain, the human brain is one of the most sophisticated organ made by the divine engineer. Amen? One of the most sophisticated organ. Today, scientists, they call themselves computer developers, engineers, whatever you want to call them. They are trying to make a machine to learn and to do things that the human brain can do. And they'll succeed to a certain degree. But there are limitations to that. God is the ultimate engineer. And I, I want us to just look briefly. I'm going to divert just a little bit to Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6, it tells us something that's going to be relevant to us today. Thank you, Elder, Elder, Elder Pena, to, for reminding me because I, I was so engulfed in, engulfed in the message preparation that I, I, I didn't, I overlooked something. But, uh, Verse 5 of Genesis chapter 6. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the hurt, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. We saw that last week. The intent of the heart is only evil continually. For someone to just randomly shoot and kill innocent, unknown people. 
That's the intent of the heart that is just continually evil. But it's no surprise to God. It's no surprise to God. We can look at verse 13 where God said, And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me. Why? Because evil has completely taken over the world before Noah's world. And God had to totally annihilate them, destroy them with a flood. And we have also a promise that God is going to do another cleaning. He's going to do another cleaning. Evil will not continue forever. Amen? One day, soon, God is going to put a hand to evil. God loves sinners, but he hates sins. He loves sinners, he hates sin. And today, we have the opportunity to come to him while there's hope, while there's an opportunity to be saved. So as we go on, we'll see. I, I, I just wanted to segue to that just to see the brain is, is designed by the engineer who knows all the working of all the pieces and I want us to just meditate on this moment. God came down and he formed the first human with his own hands. With his own hands. Form had him. All the intricacies of the human body, God formed it. And then God breathed life into Adam. And here we are today. Isn't that amazing? God is good. As we move on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go now into spirituality and technology. Technology and spirituality. So I'm going to be a little bit, uh, diverting to something that is relevant to us today in terms of how we can use our brain to spread the good news of salvation. How about that? We can use our brain. I, I, I ran into this article from a book called The God, God, Did You Create the Internet? And the Impact of Technology and Humanity. That's the book that... And so the, the, the quote says, The more proactive we can be in understanding current and future impacts of technology, the better chance we have of creating a positive outcome. And I'm going to show you that in a minute. The, from a spiritual viewpoint, how technology will improve our race or cripple it is an intriguing concept to consider. We will we live in a world of both good and evil, and the digital transformation we are going through likely will amplify both our positive and negative potentials. Do we see that? The decisions we make in this generation with respect to how we integrate technology into our lives will have far-reaching consequences in the future. I was, I was taken aback when I heard the news of the shootings in, in El Paso, Spe- specifically El Paso, because the shooter went to a website then post these things there and 
for those people who are inclined to do these things, that's where they, not, they, they, they gravitate to this website. The creator of the website thought that it was not good to have the website up anymore. But he lost control of the website when he merged with some other person, and the other person refused to take it down. The intent of the thought of the heart is evil continually. Evil continually. We're going to move on and we're going to see how we can set our minds on not this world. We know that this world is not our own. We're just temporary residents here. Don't take it permanent. This is a temporary place of living. Let's turn quickly to, to, to Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. If you're there, say amen. amen. You have electronic Bible? Because I sure didn't hear your Bible page turn. You, you, you got electronic Bible? No, you are fast like that, uh, uh, Mr. Brother, Brother Elder Solomon. Thank you, sir. Sword in hand, sword drawn. If then you were raised with Christ, verse 1 of Colossians chapter 3. If then you were raised with Christ, I'm reading from the New, New King James Version. Seek those things which are where? Above, where Christ is, sitting on the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. Read the next verse for me, please. I thought you had the text. That's a test. For you are died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, listen to carefully, when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will you also will appear with him where? In glory. In glory. Set our minds where? Above. Set our minds where? Uh, things above. Not on this earth. This earth will fail us. Will fail us. Because the, the, the contents of the heart of man is what? Evil continually. Happened before, and we're seeing it played out right in front of our eyes right now. Just evil continually. Things that people are doing today makes no sense at all, but evil. Just evil. Continually. Scheming how to do evil. The, 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 the scripture, Jesus said when we see these things, do what? Look up. Our redemption drawing nigh. Drawing nigh. All right, now, look here how you can make a difference. Have you been to this website? Put your hand up if you've been to this website. Bless you. Bless you. All right? I'm glad you did. Continue to go there. Continue to go there. Believe it or not, your visit to the website helps others to find the website. You, don't, you didn't know that, did you? Yes. When you visit this website, you help others to find it. It's like breadcrumbs, they call it, or something like that. Trail. 
But Google, Google has what they call analytics that looks at the traffic on a website. And the more you go there, the computer algorithm says, oh, this website is quite busy. Let me put it up on top here. So when you search, when someone search, not you, you should bookmark this, by the way, just automatically when you open your browser, it should go there. It should be your homepage. Amen? But when someone who is looking for Jesus Christ search, they find this real quickly because of, because of us. So go there every day if you can. Amen. On, on the same website, at the bottom, down there, let me see. Here, I can't see the light. You see that little icon that says F in it? F, bird, and the player. You know what those mean? Facebook. Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I hope you have friended the church Facebook page. That should be your best friend. Your number one friend. You should like everything that is posted there. Amen? The address is right there. Just click it. <laughs> You'll see it in a minute. But what I'm trying to, to, to get us to do, believe it or not, when we do these things, we only heighten the ability for others to find us. To find the message of Jesus Christ. So when you go there, I just wanted to show you this. This is YouTube. We have only 75 subscribers. Let me see your hand if you're a subscriber. Thank you. Take heed, all the rest of you. Please subscribe. Like and subscribe and comment. Thank you. And here, here is something. Here is something. I'm, I'm trying to be practical with us today because we have a message to give to the world. Sometimes we believe that because it's all Wilton preaching, I don't need to go to Facebook to say anything I like what he did. Because I heard it in church already. However, as with everything on the internet, the more you view it, the more people want to see it. Have you heard of viral? Gone viral? Yes? Could you make one of our videos go viral, please? Thank you. <laughs> but in, in, in our seriousness, if you can subscribe, it helps that when we post new things, it, it goes to you. And believe it or not, I want you to see the next slide. The next slide, it gives you a better picture. The next slide tells us we, in the last 30 days, the last 30 days, we had six new subscribers. Now, you may think that's a simple thing. But think about it. Six new subscribers. I'm not sure if it's any of you here. But I know for sure one of them is not a member of this church. Think of it as a member who does not attend Garland Church. A subscriber could be a member who is not a member of this church. And we are ministering to them. You may not like my sermon, but they might. Amen? So, 
that's why it's important to put it out there because you never know who the Spirit of God is going to move to see something, hear something that will touch their lives. You never know. Because this is what we call on the World Wide Web. It's worldwide. Anywhere in the world you go, you can get to it. And, and YouTube has a way of determining what you need to see next. I don't like it. Especially when it brings up things that I don't care for. So uh, on our website, we, we program it to not show you any unrelated things at all. It's only showing you what's related to our website if you watch it from our website. If you go to YouTube, it's all game on. But if you watch it from the church's website, you will only see the things that are related to our, our church. But we, we see here, we have five likes, five comments, three more, someone reposted, and ten shares. Amen? That's just in the last 30 days. You see how many minutes viewed? You know, sometimes we come to church and it's, the sermon goes more than 30 minutes. And we start get a little bit uncomfortable, like, why is he taking so long to finish? Pray for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Sister Janely. But we, we would like to expand this so that others who need to know about Jesus can get to Jesus. Amen? That's the goal. That's the goal. It's not about me. It's not about anyone personal. It's about Jesus Christ. He's the author and the finisher. He's the one that created all things, the internet included. And by the way, the internet is a tool for Christians to use to reach the world. It's a tool. Of course, the devil is going to use it. But we can use it as well to spread the good news of salvation. Also, if you are busy, just like I am, you may not want to have time to sit down and watch YouTube video. But you can listen it. Listen to it. The sermons are uh, available on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify, Radio Public, Google Podcast. So we have, we have other means. And it's also available on the church's website. So if you don't want to do any of the others, you can go directly to the church website. But if you have iTunes, you can subscribe to it. And it just comes automatically. You'll see the sermon. And this is, this may not be for you, but others who may, you can share it with your coworkers, your friends, your neighbors. So that when you may not feel comfortable talking about certain things, someone else may speak on your behalf. Amen? We can share it. The, the gospel, sharing the gospel has become easier. We think it got harder, but it got easier. Because we have means now to share that was not available before. We can share it. We can say, hey, go to this place and watch this video. Or listen to this podcast or, or this sermon. And people will go and listen. When people ask you questions that you don't have the answers for, you have opportunity to point them to where the answers are. And it's not just our website. There are other websites that can give good answers to some of the questions that will draw men to, to Jesus Christ. As we move on.
this this is the church's uh, Facebook page, Brother Alfredo. Thank you. Subscribe, like, repost, share, whatever you need to do to make it right. Go up on the the hit list. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Terrence, for liking and commenting. As we, we go transition, I'm going to move away from this. The message is we need to give the message to the world. Last, last Sabbath, Pastor preached about this gospel of the kingdom. Must be do what? Must what? Must be preached to how many people? To all the world. And what will happen when that happens? I've, I've said before, the only prophecy that we can play a part in is the prophecy that Jesus gave. This gospel of the kingdom must be preached. So when we do that, we are helping to fulfill the prophecies of Matthew 24, verse 14. This gospel shall be preached to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. And then the hand will come. If we want to speed it up, let's do it. Hello? Let's just do it. Spread it. Whatever means possible. Pray for me because we're looking for help to, to make things better on the website and some other pro- things that we want to do that will be a benefit to you. Hello? Thank you, Sister Sadis. We, 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 we're going to do some things that's going to benefit our members that will help to draw others. When they see what the body of Christ can do, they want to join us as well. Amen? I showed you the picture earlier of the brain. God created the brain. The brain is under attack. Some of us have information overload. You've been binging and watching whatever. The enemy is trying to dull, you could say, suppress. That's the right word. That's the right word. That's one of our medical practitioners like to say that, Dr. Neil Nedley. The enemy likes to suppress the frontal lobe. Because the frontal lobe of the brain is where we have our conscious thoughts, thoughts that makes decisions, thoughts that rationalize, thoughts that want to worship God. The enemy knows that. And he works overtime to suppress the desire for God. Overtime. When we're sleeping, he's busy working, trying to come up with different techniques to suppress our desire for God. What the Proverbs says? Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. Guard your hearts above all else for it determines the course of your life. So God designed a perfect organ, machine, whatever you want to call it. We are called to guard it. To guard it, to keep our minds 
free from things that will entangle us into this world. The Hebrew for that word heart is also the inner man, the will, the mind. So when you see the heart in, in, in this passage, it's not really talking about the, the physical organ of the heart, but it's talking about our intellect, our mind, our inner man. Avoid, this is, this is a psalm that Solomon is giving to his son regarding sexual purity. So he said, guard your hearts above all else for it determines the course of your life. Is that relevant for us today? Yes, yes it is. 24. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. I'm not going to comment on that. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. What lies before us? Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Heaven is awaiting us. That should be what lies before us. Fix our mind on Jesus Christ. Look straight ahead. And, and, and for those who you may have challenges with, with certain things, specifically pornography, look straight ahead. Look straight ahead. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Amen? Make out a straight path for your feet and stay on a safe path. Those are good counsel for a son, a daughter, elderly, male or female. Doesn't matter. These are counsel for all of us. Make out a straight path for your feet and stay on a safe path, Trent. Thank you. Verse 27, don't get sidetracked. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Don't get sidetracked. Have you ever been sidetracked on the internet? You went there to search for something and two hours later, you find yourself down a path that you did not intend to, to be. Keep your feet from following evil. And I must say this before I close. Because today, I know we have some of us who like to click on things. You see, someone send you an email, they, you click on it. It's like a trap. You find yourself in serious trouble. Because you click on the wrong thing. As I said, the enemy is devising all sort of traps to entrap God's people. There is a story of college that purposefully left several USB drives. You know what those are? Those little devices that you can store files on? put them in the computer, they come up, you take them everywhere and plug them in. They left them purposely all over the campus. And people picked them up. All of them were picked up. Over 200 plus. 100 
of them were accessed and about a hundred actually opened it up. It's like a bomb, a grenade. You don't know what's on it. It's not yours. <laughs> you don't know what's on it. It's not yours. What should you do? <laughs> what should you do? Turn it into last and found. That's what you should do. Turn it into last and found. You wanna, you wanna, wherever you found it, sometimes it's on the street, unfortunately. Then you don't know where to turn it in. But if it's in a facility, turn it in to last and found. Don't open it. Could be a trap. And if, you, if you're a small business owner, it's even more serious for you. Because the crooks have devised means to take all of your money. Plus some. You have to take a loan out to get your files back. It's serious. And these are just signs of things that are happening in the cyberspace. The enemy is using every means possible to do what, do his will. We see the evil just rampant everywhere. Is there hope? Is there hope? Yes, there is hope. The, the, I can't hand without saying that Jesus came into this world to give what? Life. John 3. We finish with John 3. Verse 16. What does it say? GCAS. What does it say? John 3 verse 16. Now let's do it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do you want have everlasting life today? Put your hand up high. Raise it high. Do you want everlasting life? I still see some hands down. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus came to give us life. And to give us more abundantly. God bless you.
to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. We'll sing and shout the victory. While we walk the pilgrim pathway, clouds will overspread the sky. But when traveling days are over, not a shadow, not a sign. When we all get to heaven, what a day. Rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving every day. Just one glimpse of that will be when we all see Jesus we'll sing and shout the victory onward to the prize before us soon his beauty will be whole soon the pearly gate What a day of rejoicing that will be. Let us bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the promises in your word. Thank you for being a designer who have designed everything. Even the air condition that we're here and experiencing right now. We thank you for your grace through Jesus Christ as we dismiss ourselves from this place, never from your presence. May your presence continue to be with us is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.